Before we start the show, we need to apologize. We have a number of patrons on our Patreon that we forgot to mention in last week's credits. So we're fixing that right now. We'd like to say thank you to Elliot Travis, PJ Schwabo, Steven Stinson, Chad Cunningham, Greg McCann, Tim Finch, Richard Paris Wilson, Taylor McDonald, Alex Forrick, Taylor Shanton, Rafael Fortier, Chris Francis, Philip Morris, Jared Malik Royal, Brandon Mattingly, Tom Duncan, Zach Reed, Olivier Jobin, Jeremy Davis, Alonzo Armijo, Andy Wakeman, Dominic Lang, Brian Charles Lerere, and Wilson Lamo. Thank you for supporting us. Now here's the show. This season of Good is sponsored by Musicbed. Musicbed has curated a world-class roster of bands, composers, and artists, and made them easily accessible for filmmakers. We personally use them all the time, so make sure you do too. And to sweeten the deal, they're offering 20% off your next non-custom license. Just use coupon code GOOD when you check out at musicbed.com. Also this season, me and Jared are giving away a bunch of behind-the-scenes content over at Patreon. For a small monthly subscription, you'll get access to live Q&As, commercial and music video treatments, and behind-the-scenes photos and videos of us on set. To become a patron of our show, visit patreon.com slash goodthepodcast. Hey everyone, my name is Jared Hogan. And I'm Christian Schultz. And this is Good. Welcome to the special. Uh, it's not technically live. It's not live, but it's different. We are almost touching knees right now. Yeah. Which, yeah. So this is cool. This is like the whole crew yeah. in the same room within like a two foot radius. Um, it feels like home, you know. Yeah. But um, well, it is, I mean, it's at my. But we're here. We're live. Let me give a little insight into the room, guys. It's Jared's basement. I said that I was a little bit cold earlier, and he said, oh, let me turn on the space heater, but he put it right, like, the furthest that it could be away from me, right by him, if that gives you any insight into the way Jared thinks. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, we're tackling another question. Yeah, to everybody who submitted questions, thank you. Um, Keep submitting them but it's going to take a long time to get through the ones that we have. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but if yours is really interesting, then we'll probably hit that one. Um, and the people who send lists of questions uh, is great. That gets us good options, but we're probably not going to do more than one at a time. Yeah. We can't show favoritism. Yeah. That's an issue. Well, here's the thing though. The first one that we did with Wilson, he paid me. <laughs> Not to answer the question. Not to answer the question, but... But you knew that you were already doing a job was, with him. Yeah, so that... But it was also have, a very good question. It was a good question, but it might have influenced the outcome, like... You think so? A little bit. So, if you're out there... Yeah. Most likely, your question will get answered. At some point. Sp- more specifically, if we're getting paid to do it. Yeah, exactly. If you want to hire us for a job, we'll answer your we'll question. We'll answer your <laughs> Or in all reality, though, for real, if you want access to like exclusive content and you really want to hear some of these questions getting answered, like you can also be a patron of saying up for Patreon. Yeah. Um, what are we doing on today's episode, friend? Um, 
We have a question from. We have a question. Joshua Wan. Wan, yeah. Two N's. Joshua W A N N. Okay. Josh, so, are you excited? Get ready, buddy. Here we go. Bring out your notepads. All right. Josh asked us a few questions, but um, thank you for. No, seriously, thank you for submitting yeah. all those. The one I think we're going to talk about today is it's this, the yeah, second of the second questions. question. Yeah. Uh, can you both talk about what you look for in the crew you work with? Maybe you start it off, Christian. Well, I think the reason that I wanted to talk about this question is because it's a very complex answer because yeah. it's not quite random, but every single would you say that every single job there's been some kind of new development that you have to figure out with your crew? When you say random, you mean like sometimes like the crew that gets assembled is random or yeah, like sometimes you don't have necessarily the power. You don't have a say in every single member of your crew. Right. Especially if you're working with a cinematographer, if you're a director, right. Working with a cinematographer, you have very little choice on who they're bringing on who they're bringing in because it's team or whatever. Yeah. Especially guys who work a lot. They have their guys. Right. And you, you don't know who they are. You don't know how they're, yeah, whatever. The only like real power that you have is who's my like main producer, essentially. Sometimes you don't even have that power. It's yeah. just kind of handed into it. But I think that my question to like you would be do you care? Um well, you know, it's it's a little different <clears throat> for me. My background is very much like uh you know I kind of created like a crew that I worked with on everything every single time. Same for you at music bed yep. for a while. Um, and so, you know, like you get to, you become like very tight with like your crew and there's like kind of a secondhand vocabulary on, on set. And so I think, you know, going into freelance and every job being so different, <clears throat> I think there is a, something that's probably kind of ideal about having like a crew that you work with every single time. I just don't know how like real world that is, you know, I would say it's, it's like impossible. Yeah. Unless you're doing, it's probably pretty unique that you and I both had that experience. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. And I love that. I loved it too. I loved like being able to have an open position and like, dig for like who I thought would be and like, you know, it wasn't like up to like some kind of like CEO's decision or something. Like it was my decision. Yeah. You know, I'll say there's a lot of pros to that, but I do think like on the other side of it, kind of where we both are now, which is from job to job, almost every single role changes outside of us. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I mean us like individually, not like we work on everything together. Right. Um, there, I think there is definitely like a sharpening to it. You know what I mean? Like being exposed to like a gaffer who just like destroys is yeah. just like amazing. You're right. like, whoa, that like upped my game a lot as a director. I've never seen anybody do their job that well before, right. you know, in their like respective areas. And so I think <clears throat> that's been cool. Cause I think you can, I know this isn't the question we're getting a bit sidetracked, but in like a, like in-house production team, you can get like a little siloed from like the real world of like, 
how good can people be at these yes. different roles? Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, over the past two years, it's been a lot of exposure, like for me seeing like, wow, um, it's amazing to see like the amount of like talent that can be focused in such like a specialized yeah. role. Would you say, um, in my personal opinion, and I using the word talent, yeah, but more often than not, it has nothing to do with like their actual skill of something. And I think I'm speak I'm speaking specifically like I know technically like a cinematographer is below the line, but I'm talking yeah. about I don't really consider that. Yeah. But like I'm talking about below the line people, line yeah. producers, gaffers, key grips. Well, I mean, like of that. course there's there's <clears throat> kind of two main facets to it, right? There's like technical ability and then there's like attitude. Yeah. I, I think I'm saying that the attitude and work ethic is like really the only thing that kind of trumps it, like talent at all. Yeah. Like talent to me, like <clears throat> I would probably rather say that if they have a good work ethic and you can hang out with them and they're like, have a good attitude, they probably have a lot of talent. Would you say that? Not every time. Really? Um, but I think that's like, for the most part, those things go hand in hand. Yeah. I think there does like with a lack of talent comes a lack of security probably, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a, a need to kind of like demean and belittle people that are on right. on set to make yourself like feel But So I definitely experienced that working with different people on set and different people on the crew. Um, like where it's a lack of respect to like uh, make yourself seem like more badass or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, but like in reality though, they are, they can also be very talented. I don't know if it's, it's not just LA, but it's, it's a little more heightened in LA. I think so too. Yeah. Um, But there is a definite, and this is hard to explain unless you've just full on experienced it with a, a spot or a feature or whatever. But there's, if you've never worked with this crew at all, and I'm sure we may get some flack from people who live in LA, but that's <laughs> true. I'm sorry. But <clears throat> if you go into a situation, you're starting to work with a crew, there is a definite separation of it's us versus you. You're saying you as a director? Yes. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> well, yeah, th- that's a whole nother thing is, is there is like a work ethic thing. And then from like just a director's point of view, there is like, and this is not like a, I don't think this is like an ego thing. It's just kind of more of like a set, like a healthy set kind of thing, yeah. but like a lack of respect. For, it, that's all it is yeah. for sure. It's like a, I don't know if it's like, I'm not from LA. Yeah. It, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Or I don't know you. I don't know your work. I don't like. I think that's probably more the thing. If you're somebody who's like a, you know, jumping from job to job in LA, not everything, it doesn't mean that much to you, but like when you're, you're directing, I'm I'm not saying every job means like a ton to every director, but like when you're directing, you've been with the project for weeks, months at that point. And sometimes you've made the treatment for it. Right. Versus like a day player who comes in and does their thing. Does a task. Yeah. So I get it on one hand. But I think it's also part of the job to like 
I don't know, bring a good attitude to set as a director. No, as, as a day player or or whatever. And like bring, bring like a a level of respect for everybody else that you're working with. I think that's like a definite separate. I've never experienced someone. It feels like it's always polar opposites. It's either like sort of distant, like actively disengaged. Yeah. Or it's like the complete opposite of like, I'm going to bust my ass because I want to be here. I haven't really experienced people who like. What about people who have a really good work ethic, but a bad attitude? Because that does exist. Somebody who like is not going to give you very much, like, um, like as far as any social exchanges. Yeah, but it's going to work their ass off. I like, would I would say that I, uh, unfortunately, it's more of like an endearing perception about them yeah not so much of like i'm gonna work with them again are we talking about the same person right now no i'm not i'm thinking of somebody that you've never met okay i hope so yeah (laughs) but it's because i know that person that that's that kind of like that type of person definitely exists where it's like they're really really good at their job yeah they've done it for a very long time and they just are not in it to be like friendly or make friends for like two or three days. Right. They're in it to like make money and do a good job and move on. Right. And sometimes as a director, you want to like kind of craft this space where everybody's like, I don't know, like gets along and is kind of in it to like, you know, like right. they get the vision of it or something. And, and sometimes it's frustrating when that's not the case, but I guess it doesn't always have to be like that. Do you either. think that's necessary? For your crew, let me necessary, say, is it no. Nece- is it necessary for you to try and let the crew in on the heart of something? I would say I I don't really care to do that that much <clears throat> outside of like a certain like level. I would say I don't really like care to do that past like producer dp mm-hmm. honestly part of it is i really hate and this this is maybe sounds like a bit of like a diva thing but i really hate repeating myself especially <laughs> like repeating ideas right. mostly because like it's like a bit of insecurity of like i i don't want people to think the ideas are stupid so i kind of hate saying them over and over again right. and giving people the opportunity to like think they're stupid or right. something so i guess the answer to your question is no but I, I guess I do like want a certain vibe. Right. And I think there's, there's things that I do personally on shoots as, as often as you can. Obviously there's certain situations where like you don't have like a big rap party all the time. Sometimes yeah. it's like, you know, we're just done. And sometimes the crew is like 30, 40 people, you know, um, but I think one thing that I that I try and do, I I've talked to a lot of uh keys and like first ACs and stuff like that. And um a lot of time it, it comes across like they've kind of been repeatedly unappreciated. Yeah. Which I think is like it's almost like I don't know, I know the word generational is kind of a bad word, but it's kind of like this generational like pain. <laughs> yeah. That like you're like <clears throat> and it comes with like the presence of like unions and stuff either. It's like you're buying into this sort of like heritage of like, um, being mistreated, being mistreated. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, 
And so this isn't really like on the question, but it's something that I do on any stuff that I'm directing. Um, if there's like keys, obviously if there's like three people, I don't do this because we're just hanging out the whole time. Yeah. But if there's people that are running around, there's gaffers and keys and stuff, we'll like finish the commercial or finish the spot, whatever. And then I'll just ask everybody to stop what they're doing. Everybody's tearing down and like wrapping cables or whatever. And I'll just ask everybody to stop doing what they're doing and gather around. And then I'll just go through like each team or each person and just say thank you and like say something about them that I really appreciated. Yeah. And at least with the people that I've seen again, yeah. that um, that I've been able to do that with, it's created like a really fond yeah. memory. That's cool. Of that job specifically, not even like working with me. Yeah. So I think that something like that, you don't have to do that. I think a version of that. But I remember we sat in LA with somebody that you had, you, when you uh, hung out with Mark Romanek for that um, Justin oh, yeah. Timberlake commercial. Yeah. And you met a, a couple ACs and, and yeah. people. And then a couple months later, we had lunch with them in LA. Yeah. And we started talking about this topic a little bit. Yeah. And, they basically just said like, it's super nice when people just come and just like directors or like EPs or something, just come and say, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's true. And it like changes their whole mindset towards you or the, the production. So well, like, I remember ask, we were at lunch and I asked the question, like what directors do you love working with or what DPs do you love working right. with? And I, like, what, what things do they do that like make it, make that experience better. Right. And I remember <clears throat> I think they were totally thrown off by the question because I don't think they'd ever like considered right. it that, uh, and I don't mean that like you or I would think of it and no other directors ever thought of asking that question before. But I think like going from project to project, it's just not really a consideration. You know what I mean? Just like the amount right. of time is so limited and everybody's hustling that like that, that idea of like being appreciative and taking the time to like say thank you it's not like people are jerks necessarily. It's like, it's not even a consideration though. It's just like you, you're moving on to the next thing. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah. I remember they even said something about they were on a feature and they just had the same exact breakfast every day Yeah, for 20 something And it just days. sent a message, like it a just very sent clear like, message. Like, yeah. This isn't like, I'm not, this isn't necessary that I buy your breakfast. It's a courtesy. Yeah. And obviously that's a thing. Yeah. You know, courtesy breakfast is a very thing, but it's like, it's sent a subtext of, uh, yeah. Of a message. And that's interesting. I mean, it's, I remember on that topic, I remember when I shot my film, gosh, it was a while ago now, but small little things like everybody came in to work for free. Right. And I had like little to no money and I was paying for it all by myself. And I remember my friend Brent Christie uh, came and and gaffed, you know, and gaffed is the wrong thing. He did like a billion things. Right. Um, wore like a lot of hats. But I remember the one thing he told me was like, hey, man, we're, we're all down to like make this happen. But between you and me, like he probably doesn't even remember this. He was like, just make sure like you feed everybody well. Right. And for like, and I probably wouldn't have just, just not out of being mean. Right. Just like. I'm thinking about like, you know, you know, money flying out of the bank account while right. I'm, we're, cause like we were on the road, we were traveling, you know, from like North Carolina, Wisconsin shooting the whole time. And so it was like, I was just like penny pinching, but that was like the one thing because he said that, that I was like, man, I want these people to 
feel appreciated. Right. And in all honesty, it sucked because it was expensive. But I think that is something that's like keeps morale high. Yeah. Or at least like <laughs> can sustain morale that like is about to break, <laughs> which is kind of how that shoot was at times. But yeah, I remember that because I just, I would, I get so kind of like in work mode and I'm sure other people are this way, but like, I'll just forget to eat and it won't even be like a right. consideration. Right. And there are people who are like working their ass off who are hungry. Right. And it's, it's, I think it's less about the physical, like, I mean, it is about keeping people fed and, and, and healthy, but also like, I think it's a message for sure. You know, that kind of excites me, but like, I think there's a million things that you could come up with. Yeah. Food is definitely a must. Like one of those things that you can come up with. Yeah. I think it's important to have something that people will like recall, you know, something special for like, I like to think making really good stuff. <laughs> and but you just, I mean, what we just be... said, like some people like literally won't give a shit. Uh, I don't know if I feel that way. I'm not, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but also I also have a thing of like, and maybe it's just my personality, but I also have a thing of like, I'm not also not wanting to be like, like, like we're try, all like, 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 like when I, I'm man. not, and I love Greta Gerwig and I think she's great. And I love Lady Bird, but like is this thing that I heard, like where she made everybody wear name tags and they had like a question of the day on the name tag every day. Yeah. That's interesting. For, for me, I'm like, that sounds just like trying to, too hard. Right. But that's Greta's way of doing her thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe I and just, like if I'm in the if I'm on set with Greta and I'm, I'm working my ass off yeah and I kind of get in her world like that probably to makes me sense is like awesome yeah but to me and you we're like super cynical and we'll be like Greta Gerwig she's freaking like what a stupid idea <laughs> but like on set it's probably like <laughs> I'm the not best saying it's a ever. stupid idea it's no, just something it's that it's I could never pull do, off right, right. Yeah. something you would never do that's important to people you think that kind of absolutely. Thing? And what about it? It's like the per, it's the personalization to say that I, I like we're all doing this one. We're all doing this together. That seems like a very okay. That's what all I'm saying is that I think it's important to think about it, to think about the experience of the whole crew, as opposed to like let the line producers figure like make sure that they're fed. Yeah, but like taking it personally. Like, because it's not their set, it's your set. Right. So if someone gets pissed off because they didn't get enough food or like you ran out of food or something, like they're not going to remember like some producer. They're going to say, I was on a Jared Hogan shoot yeah, and say like, you know, whatever. (laughs) All I'm saying. (laughs) We've gotten, we've gotten so far off track. I don't think we are, but all I'm saying is just. I just, I'm trying to, I, I think I agree. I'm not sure that I agree. Can I say something about you and you not get pissed off? (laughs) Well, I mean, when you preface it like that, I'm, you know that I love you. Okay. But, and we have these observations. Okay. But you are not always like you're, you're not, um, what's the word? Oh boy. (laughs) It's not going to be, it's not funny or really mean. You're not like trying to let other people in on your experience on set. Yeah. That's not important to you. 
I think that's probably true. And that produces a certain, it's just the way that you work and it produces a certain type of thing after, after all, everything is said and done, the consistency in your work comes from the consistency in the way you make things. Yeah. And that's anybody. Yeah. You know, but I'm just a bit more cold. No, you're just closed off. Yeah. And that's why you were like, it's tough for you to find DPs, producers, art directors that you like consistently, consistently work with because maybe because there's like a lack of like true collaboration and connection. Most times, a lot of times what you like to do is like, give me options. Give me one, two, three, four, five. And then choose the best one. And there's not really like a where and why of anything. It's just in the moment, that's what I'm seeing. And that's what I think is right. Yeah. But I can't, you know, if I asked you, okay, why you may not be able to tell me you may, you give me an answer, but like, you won't be able to like, this is X, Y, and Z because it's in the script. And it's it's more of like, I just feel like that's right. Yeah. You know? So So you're saying people don't want to work with me after they work with me for the first time. (laughs) No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that like the, the personalization of like the experience of making something is not as important to you. I think, I think I agree with that to an extent. Okay. I want to think like the LA Kings project or something. Uh I'm like, yeah, only three or four people that I care about going into that amount of depth with, you know what I mean? Like it's a waste of time to like try and I mean, on, I guess let me like try to decode what you're saying. Like if you were your, your process would be to like, I'm just going to try and say this and not sound, um, like you would walk the gaffer through like the script so he knows like why you're putting the light there. Uh, I see what you're saying. No, I'm not saying like having a, a very personal experience with every single team member. Yeah. I think that's impossible. Right. It is impossible. But maybe to, to uh, sum it up, um, I'm just a difficult person to work with. <laughs> Jeez. I love that. That's like the only thing that you can like take from this. <laughs> And I said, I never said that ever. Well, you have said that before. Yeah. To you personally. Yeah. So you have said that before. <laughs> yeah. But not on the podcast. Like for, on the podcast. Hey, everybody, just so everybody knows Jared Hogan is. <laughs> I really am trying to figure out what you're saying. I'm saying it's not. And you are responding in a way <laughs> that is making, like confirming this feeling that, that I know is true. Okay. Which is. You don't don't really care about the personal experience that a crew has. I understand what you're saying. Yes, you don't care. If people have a good time on my set. You don't care. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You don't care. Um, I'm talking. To I like, don't know what you're saying. Makes me sound like a real asshole. And that's okay. We can cut this out. I'm trying. I'm trying I, I, to ask you something specifically. I, but I don't understand. You're saying like I understand. I'm trying to ask you, you if that's important to you or not. But I don't know what it is. That's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Like, are you saying that, like, I don't care what people, exp- like, people that work for me on a set, like, I don't really care, like, what their experience is on the set. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Um, and ultimately, I know, like, in your heart, that is important. If someone has a good experience with you or they don't, yeah. it doesn't really matter to you. Yeah. Obviously, you would want them to have a good experience but you're not doing anything actively on purpose to make sure that they're having a good experience from you personally. That's not a priority for me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I want to know why. 
Um, I think I'm just more consumed with making something great. I think there, for me, there has to be like a bit of a healthy disconnect from like the person and the task, you know, like I don't want to feel bad for asking someone to do something. I'm not saying that like I'm heartless, like on set, but that I can't let that factor in to like a decision that's made. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think like, and I'm not saying you're saying this necessarily, but when I'm trying really hard to be like everybody's friend on set, that inherently is going to impact decisions that I'm making. Right. And I would say I, I, I understand what you're saying and I do the same thing. I'll like, if we have five seconds for me to be like, we have like a banter moment, I can very like, and I do ask anybody, I flip a switch and I'm saying, Hey dude, I need you to go lift that thing over there and carry it 40 yards over there. How is it that you can play both sides of this and be the perfect director right now? What do you mean? You think of everything sweet and personal to do for everybody on set and you can also flip a switch and be the opposite but i'm like Probably the asshole is that what's coming across right now yes christian slightly you're telling me how i'm like no you're saying how like you're disconnecting a person from a task right i'm saying i do the same thing but you also do the thing where everybody runs that up could, to you that's perceived as like being a little bit impersonal and cold you can be funny with someone one second and then immediately immediately ask them to go work their ass off for you you do the same thing i know i'm just saying you're painting yourself as like okay it's fine i'm sorry do you understand what i'm saying no but it's fine <laughs> i'm really gonna love listening to this this is great so let's just say let's just say this all right i love this this now. is great this is awesome i'm not for the record i'm really not mad at you this episode should be titled Jared and Christian have an argument. I'm really not mad at you. I know you're not mad at me. Okay, cool. I don't want to be misunderstood. Okay. That's important. Here, here, let's, let's maybe like, let's, let's sum it up in this. You have a certain style of directing. Sure. And it's probably more personable than mine is. Right? No. Okay. Is that, that's a misunderstanding that. Okay. I don't Then maybe. I have some where I'm going with this, but go ahead okay. and, and explain maybe brief, like really briefly, like what you think the difference is between our approaches. I think to me, when I'm on my set yeah, and I see somebody being not like blatantly mistreated, but not having a good experience, something's wrong with the production of something. Yeah. I don't go up to them and fix their problem. Mm-hmm. I'll go to whoever's in charge of them and say, what the hell? Okay. So that that me seeing something and seeing how it's like something's not right with my set means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. My experience on your set is like something will feel off or like something's confusing to people. Not everybody's on the same page, which happens in every production. Um, but your initial like thing that you go to isn't to go f- like make sure that that problem is resolved. I honestly want to know like in some ways like it is it important or is it not important? I'm still trying to figure out I feel like I had an understanding of what the it was what we were talking about and I feel like it's just like this laundry list the question, of things this, the crew picking your crew we started talking about the crew experience. Mhm. Is is that important to you? If not, why not? I'm saying it is important to me 
and sometimes I feel like I overexert myself and I'm trying to figure out, is that really necessary? And what it's coming across as is like, you don't care about people and I do. Yes. But that's not. But you also just said that I don't solve problems on set, which which is like innately like what directing is. And you're saying like, basically I don't direct until after this shoot is over. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying like when it comes to like the crew experience, like you're, you just said, I'm so focused on making the thing. Yeah. That if something's going on, this person over there is having an argument with the other, like someone else in their crew. It's not important to you. Yeah, that is true. You're, um, you're like, unless it's like impacting like the thing, the, the, the bigger thing. Right. Which it, which it doesn't all the time. Not all the time. Usually it's over there and it's yeah. and like, it's if they're, contained. like if there are like problems happening, I think I'm understanding what you're saying. So like, for instance, if like, I have to immediately go fix that problem. Yeah. Like if wardrobe, like for instance, like wardrobe, like leaves a shirt at like the first location of the day Yes, and doesn't have it. Like. I'm probably not going to go over there and have that conversation unless it's like necessary at the necessary moment. at the moment. You're saying you would do that. Yes. Okay. I understand what you're saying. What I would do is like, maybe cause I'm a little bit more of a, like on set, I'm not really like, um, scared to like go into an argument. Yeah. In life, I'm a little bit more even keeled, but like, it's like a, it's like an adrenaline thing. Like when this chemical hits my brain and yeah. directing all these things are heightened, you know? So like if something's not right like that, yeah, then I'll like immediately, I'll stop what I'm doing, like making decisions for the thing yeah, to make sure that this is resolved in that moment. Have you seen that damage production? Yeah. I had, I won't name any names obviously, but I was doing a commercial one time and there was a DIT guy that was getting cards from the second AC all day. And he, the second AC was slating and he was kind of a newer, he didn't have a ton of experience. And the f- first thing that happened was at lunch, he just made like kind of a crack at him. Mm-hmm. Said, whoever's slating real sounds like, really sounds like an idiot, huh? <laughs> like in front of all these people. <laughs> and I didn't say any. I didn't say, I heard yeah, it. And I didn't yeah, say yeah. anything at the time. I was probably like eating a sandwich and like zoning out into nothing. Yeah. Thinking about whatever. And one of the producers was like, hey, dude, that's not cool. And it like kind of woke me up. Yeah. And I was like, what? I was like, what did you say? And then towards the, the very end of the shoot, we wrapped the shoot. It's the last yeah. day. Yeah. He, the second, walks into the room and we had just shot stuff. And he walks into the room with a tripod or something, like kind of picking up gear. He was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, don't do any of that stuff until you bring me the card. Like, what are you, an idiot? Like, literally said that. Like you, like why are you packing up? I haven't, I don't have the card. Like treating him like dog shit. Yeah. And I was standing ten feet away, and there was like four or five people in the room. The DP was in the room, you know. Um, and I just like lost it, like legit lost it. We ended up apologizing about it, but I just started yelling at him, and it was more of like you disrespected me because you're doing this to somebody that worked their ass off for me. But it didn't ruin your production. No, it was rap, but it ruined it. It made the people, at least the people in the room, it kind of made them see that I kind of lost it. Yeah. Like that I can lose right. it. And like, I don't want anybody to be afraid of me, you know, like if that showed somebody that like, 
I what I hope that it would that it did was show is say like you cannot mistreat people on my set. Yeah. And you shouldn't mistreat people on anybody's set. But I had people come up to me after saying like, Hey dude, like that was a little weird. Yeah. So I don't think that's that's a differentiator between you and I though. Why? I mean I I don't think if I saw something like that that I would let that happen. You think you would have said something? Yeah. Absolutely. It's not like I have no control over my set. It's yeah, just and like I hope that that's not how it came across what I was saying earlier. Maybe it did. Okay. Yeah, like I was too preoccupied to even understand like cuz vibe on set is really important to me. Right. And that's not something that I like toy around with or don't pay attention to. I think like in the moment I try to prioritize like what's most important. So if there's an argument between departments and it's not like escalating to, to that or it's like, you know, nobody's being like actively mistreated. You know what I mean? Like right. there's levels, you know? Yeah. I don't. And that's really what I really wanted to ask. You know, if we're going back to like what you said, which is a bit of like a, a, a like different, like approach to the question, which is like crew experience. It does matter to me for sure. And like, you know, like shooting a lot of stuff that I shoot in, in Charlotte, you know, like I shot this thing with John Mark um, last summer and it was like a lot of people who like just wanted to be on set and wanted right. to like see and wanted to learn. And that's a big deal to me. I think that might be like where the difference would be like with my personality is like, I love to like give to people like that, you know, that like are on set and like want to see and like learn and like, yeah. I'll take them aside and like, I'll eat lunch with them and like talk to them about like what what's something cool that like you learned? Do you have any like questions? Like, what are you seeing? I think when it's more like people who are there to like, and they're really good at what they do and they're professionals. Like I don't always feel like the, the need to like, uh, make sure that they're like feeling good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know why I like that's, it kind of consumes my mind too much probably i think there is a, a thing though of like i want to make sure people don't think that it's stupid or working on it stupid that probably consumes my mind more, more than, than their experience yeah like are they are they is there like um opinion of what we're creating together they think that this is cool which is interesting like i the i shot with isaac bauman on that um, right. demons video i do know what you're saying and with like close collaborators, yeah, like a DP or producers, yeah, I do. Ask but even 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 like grip, like and and gaffers and stuff, I'm like, I hope this is one of the cooler things that they work on internally. And, or do you actually do? You, I don't need them to say that to me. But do you try and like kind of pull something no, out of them? No, I'm just like, I want to make this like a cool experience, and I hope that yeah. they think this is a cool project. But right. I, I'm not like putting ketchup on their fries. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I do this, but I do the same thing. Where like. Especially if I'm working with an experienced yeah. cinematographer or experienced gaffer. I mean, in November we worked with an incredible gaffer yeah. who works on House of Cards. Yeah. And like so I'm like in my mind, I'm like, still works on House of Cards. Like, what does he think of this? You know, like Yeah, totally. And then um, but even with like DPs, like experienced DPs, I'm there's so much like you're kind of you're in this world trying to like figure out um trying to figure out like uh, what you're just doing immediately. So like usually at the end of it, I'm like, Hey dude, like, 
Do you, debrief, you like, do you debrief with your crew? No. I mean, I started to recently, yeah. I think that's a good idea. I do that with closer friends that I work with. What does that debrief look like? No, nothing. I mean, it's nothing formulated. You know, it's like, I mean, we've, I think we've done that. Like when we shot in, in um, New Mexico together, you know, for um, No Country. I don't remember what we talked about. I mean, we had a lot of time together. I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it was like, we were just, Hey, we're going to drive around. But like talking about, talking about the experience of you shooting with me. Yeah. And stuff. Specifically. And, and, um, I remember like when I shot small little things, I remember like driving back and talking to Rachel, my actress for like four hours about like her experience working with me. Right. You know, and like trying to like, and I just worked with her. Yeah. And, I could care less. Like she did, she she definitely wanted to be there, but it was like it definitely felt more like on the job kind of yeah. thing. So I can't. See, that's I, the thing where I'm like, I I especially with like talent, especially talent that I like could see working with again. Right. I like everything in me wants them to think that they're a part of something cool. Right. You well, don't, the, do you not feel that way? No, I feel that way with some people. Okay. Like we're saying, I think like. Like some, working with like those kids in LA, I could have cared less if they had a good time. Kids being the crew? No, kids, oh, the kids like the actors. Kids. Oh, right. The kid actors. Yeah. I mean, they're kids. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to say, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I get what you're saying though. Like with some people, there's such like a professionalism about what they're bringing. Yeah. That. I totally assume that um, I just assume everything. I'm like, yeah, they showed up and they killed it. Great. Yeah. There's not like a, hey, look, tell me about like, right. How did I direct? Like, but there's can you tell also me how the a level was? of like, I wouldn't vocalize it and say it to crew, but people that I know are very experienced and have, have been on a lot of sets. I do hope that like on some level, they kind of sign off on me. as like a, a legit, something. a legit director, you know, like, <laughs> like kind of like, okay, that was like a legitimate experience moving on. You know what I mean? Like that was a good project. It'd be good to know. And like, just like a poll yeah. of like, do they even think that way? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Tell I'm me what you would have done in this scenario. We have to get back to the original question. This is getting interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is like a question that's kind of about a directorial choice. Yes. And how it affects the work someone's put in to like okay. your project. Yeah. So I was working with this woman named Paula, who's a costume designer, and it was on that music video. Um the Joji music video. Yeah. And she'd made this suit and it was like it this full red Elmo suit that had a head. Yeah. And she had ended up having to like take this head like on the plane with her and, and like, you know, just like, it was just like a big deal, you know, to right. like, get this thing to Salt Lake city where we were shooting. And, um, I decided like mid, like kind of like mid morning, like pretty early on in the shoot that like, we were just going to nix. I wanted to nix the head. Just like, I didn't want to use the head on right. the suit anymore. And she was, um, she didn't like vehemently like disagree with me. But she we had a conversation about it and I was like, what do, I, I asked her what she thought and she was like, well, I think it doesn't really make sense without the head. Um, 
And I think it looks kind of more cohesive, like as a full body suit without yeah. the human head right. showing. And then I basically was like, I'm going to talk to the label. We'll see what they say. But I think I'm going to, I'm going to push to shoot without the head. Right. Um, I guess my question is like, would the vibe and relationship being on the line have altered your decision at all in that scenario? No. Okay. I don't know why, but I think because I'm the maybe, same. Maybe that opens the gate to a bigger question. Does that ever get in the way? I would say, and this is maybe slightly, it's not like too, it's not like revealing anything weird, but like, I would say if I am certain of the decision in my head, yeah, then it's not an issue because I'm right. You're right because you've decided that you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Dude, I totally agree with that. <laughs> That's the only way to exist as a director is to like. I have to assume. Because you're not, you're not right I ha- or wrong. You're, you're not just, right or wrong. You're right. But you are. No, no, no. I disagree with that. I'm right or I'm wrong, but no one's going to tell me that I'm wrong. So therefore I'm right. So in other no, I think I agree in, with you. In other there words, is a right or wrong. It's just varying degrees. I don't think it's black and white. No, no I'm talking about the decision that, for example, the are we talking about that, this specific? No, thing. I'm talking about now. I am okay, but in general, yeah. Now I'm talking about your decision to take the head off. Yeah, is a directorial decision. Yeah, and you and your gut know that it's right, hundred percent, and you make. And it's the style of films that you make. Right. You make a lot of decisions to where the way that you made that decision is not public in any way. Right. Like if she asked me like, why? Not that I owe her a, uh, an explanation, if but I wouldn't you, necessarily be she able to asked, tell her yeah, why. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell her. Yeah. In some situations, you would be able to give them information and like, right. you know, well, the head looks stupid, but that's yeah. not the case. I'm not, I'm just going to like, the head looks stupid or... Like I want to, I think it's more complex if th- there's a real body in there and you see right. it and it's like, what? it's more strange. Yeah. That's a decision. But like, if you just don't know and you, if you just make the decision, yeah, them understanding why you made the decision is not important to you. But it is to you. Yes. And sort of why I'm like, I don't, I have a huge fear of being misunderstood and you really hardcore enjoy being misunderstood that is a very good can we shake hands on this <laughs> there we go a physical handshake my there friends <laughs> yeah i think that's really true and i think that goes from being on set all the way through yeah people viewing the piece yeah yeah and what i'm saying uh, from a my from a bird's eye point of view from working with you like if that other that person's experience working with you changes like if that doesn't come into play where you need you want them to feel like connected to your creative whatever mm-hmm. and that you feel understood if that's not if, and I'm not saying that that's the only way that they can have a good experience yeah. I'm saying it's one way but I'm saying you know you know you know what I'm saying like that's not important to you um therefore like it can feel cold. Yeah. Like they're kind of like a pawn in my game. Exactly. A bit. Yeah. 
Like exactly. I mean, let's 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 rewind to you and I going out to New Mexico in the car. Do you remember this? Yes. And you were like, you were basically like, I was trying to do like um, what I even what I thought somebody like what I should do. Yeah. Not even necessarily like what everybody else does, but I was like, I mean, verbatim, it was pretty much like you're like, tell me about this is we were going to shoot no no country this music video in in uh, New Mexico. Yeah. And it was, it had like one kind of like woman character. One character. And I knew vaguely like kind of what I was going after a little bit. But you were asking me like, who is she? Who is she? What is her experience? Where is she coming from? What is she going toward? Like a lot of logical questions that you would ask. Right. And I basically, after like 10 minutes of having the conversation, I basically was like, stop talking to me. Like stop asking me questions. Yeah. It wasn't mean like that. You said it wasn't. You said, but it was pretty. It was pretty like we're not talking about this anymore. Yeah, it was like none of your questions matter to me. Yeah, yeah. And then we didn't talk about it anymore. But I think now, like looking back on that, I think it took. It definitely took you saying that. Yeah. For me to understand what you wanted to do. Right. And to understand that you didn't necessarily know all the answers. Oh yeah. I think that's the thing is that I think you wanted to know. I didn't have them for you. And I also didn't exactly. want, to. I wanted to know that you didn't have the answers so I could not have the answers with you. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that's probably a step that I miss sometimes with people. Not to, it's just like the, one of the latest like projects that I've done, but like when I worked with Isaac on, on Joji, he, we, we, we I talked about this a little bit in the Patreon post, but like he was like, yo, <clears throat> Can we build out a shot list? Right. And it was cool for me to work with Isaac because I felt like he was, he trusted me enough and was confident enough um, to kind of like, let me roll with it a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, he told me on set, this is his 95th music video that he shot with me. 95th music video. <laughs> I would have, if it was me, I would have asked him like straight up, how did this compare to anything else you did? Just to like gain some kind of like, yeah, I just, that's so much experience. It's crazy. Um, and it's just, it's experience, it's styles, it's all kinds of different things. So I'm not saying like one is better than the other, you know, Isaac felt comfortable enough, like going into the day with a basic kind of plan on what I was going to do, but knowing that like, I didn't exactly know what it was going to, what the day was going to look like. Right. And because I think on some level, and maybe I depend too much on this sometimes. I, I I would say like earlier in my career, I knew that like I like to kind of um, figure things out and kind of like rely on the subconscious to some extent. And right. I think there are times where I was like insanely unprepared because like you, I yeah. I knew that a lot of answers would come in the moment, but there's a lot of preparation you can do still, you know, within that style. To make it easier, yeah. Um, but I, I, I think we were, he was prepared enough. I was prepared enough that like we were ready to kind of like roll with it. And I, I give a lot of credit to Isaac. Cause I think like he gave me like a lot of room to kind of like figure it out. And I think we landed on exactly what it needed to be. And I think sometimes like for me, I don't remember if we discussed this, but like when someone asks me a question and I legitimately just like, I don't know the answer. Like, for example, like, what are the, what, what is our shot list? How are we going to cover this? I'm learning to some extent, like when I, I cannot picture a shot list, like 
that there is like something subconscious. Like I'm starting to recognize it subconsciously. Like that is the answer <laughs> that maybe like I cannot picture a shot list because like in that specific instance, it was one shot. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like my subconscious is almost like telling me by not telling me. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's deep. Yeah. I'm not saying it's deep. Like it's that's. And I'm starting to kind complex. of like trying to, to like recognize those things. Like, not everything is that clear, but like that looking back in retrospect on that project specifically, like I knew that like the takes with the head on were not working. And then like when I saw him with the head off of the suit in between takes, it looked interesting. I knew that that was infinitely way more interesting yeah. and complex and strange. And so I can't always name it, but like I'm trying to like recognize like what it's telling me. <laughs> Does that sound really weird? No, I think it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that it can be frustrating. Yeah, and that frustration doesn't really get at you. Doesn't what? Doesn't get at you from other people. Yeah, you're saying like uh, what's her, I, the costume designer was. She was so sweet. I'm, she was, I, I don't want to make was, it sound like she was like giving me a hard time. No, but or anybody would anybody would be frustrated in that situation, right? She was frustrated, probably. She probably, yeah. She didn't really let it show. She was, she was extremely like, professional, but like, I don't. Jared's think gonna she, do his own things. Like, she, no, there's no way. You know. Yeah. Like externally, it's probably what she said. Yeah. I would have been like. Yeah. Sick. Put dude. your hands up. Yeah. Put your hands up and just say, "Cool, man, it's your thing." Yeah. You know. But I'd be like, you're making the wrong decision. You're stupid. You're like, <laughs> but I will say, <laughs> you know, but if we're circling back around to the question, like that's the kind of person I want on set though. Like someone who is like, will trust the director. Yeah. You know what I mean? But also has an opinion. Like I asked her her opinion. She gave it to me. Right. And then I was like, I really appreciate your opinion, but I'm going this direction anyway. You know what I mean? So like, I didn't feel like judged by her or like, um, belittled or like, or like she didn't trust me. I felt like, I, she gave me her opinion, but she also totally trusted me because right. of all the conversations that we'd had and right. all the prep that we'd done going, you know what I mean? So like, th I think that's like a big part of the crew I want to bring on is people who like are not like, yes, people either, right. you know, like have an opinion, but also like get that, like, I'm probably able to comprehend the bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? Like of how this whole thing's going to come together. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it's worth talking about that. So about the kind of people we like having on set. I mean, I mean, yeah, you kind of described the perfect crew member for sure. Yeah. Someone who like, um, honestly, man, I think it just comes down to like, I just want somebody who's engaged. Yeah. With me. Yeah. Like if I'm pushing and I look over and six, seven people are on their phones like I get real yeah. quiet yeah, and this like I start to get like crazy mad inside and then I hold it in and then later you're ruining, on you're ruining my business card dude dude I've been literally cleaning my nails with this <sighs> <laughs> it's like something that's just there like I'm just like oh that's sharp <laughs> wow so, um, no I'm with you I'm with you I, I think like people being engaged and like nobody's going to ever care 
as, as much, much as, you, as you or I about our our respective projects. But like, and they sh- I'm not expecting them. They to. shouldn't. They, they shouldn't. Because that's that's a lot of brain capacity that someone should not like have to endure with you. It actually would be annoying if that wasn't. Yes. Good. Yeah. Like, how for, do you know that before you you dig in and start working with them? You don't, man. I think you learn over time, for sure. I think for a good example, I was just on that. I was doing a second unit thing for that a feature. Yeah. And I physically saw it. Like I would spend days on like their main set and I visibly saw the art directors, uh, production designer and the art director and all the ACs, all the grip guys were like just focused on their subtext. Yes. And because they, maybe it's because they had a million conversations before they got into it, but like think finding crew that thinks about their subtext and when something, when a setup or something is easy, just let it go. And when something is, could be interesting, bring it to us. Yeah. Like that's what I'm looking for. Like someone who like, if you're doing a, a very simple, okay, we're bouncing this light into this thing and this, architecture has already looked mm-hmm. like this and we have we're here at the perfect sunlight it's easy right but if like, you're trying to figure something out someone who's looking at uh their technical ability through your technical preferences yeah is always incredible to me yeah and it's very rare you know it's very rare to find a whole set that is doing that as well yeah because you know there's always like one bad egg you think so? Yes. In your experience, always one? <clears throat> In my personal experience, I have not had the perfect crew. I have not no, I'm think I don't I don't know if it exists, you know, maybe it's just my perception of someone else's crew. I'll tell you my, be, my some of my best experiences are with people who don't and this is kind of what we talked about at the very beginning. My, I love yeah. sets where it's like I've got two highly technical like efficient people who have like a a and I'm sure they don't enjoy it. Like, because <laughs> they're having to deal with the people who don't. Know. Yeah. But like the people who are like really hungry and like, are just like, like sponges, like right. soaking everything up from like, that's how it was on, on, uh, Mercury and lightning. Sure. I yeah. had Alex Dubois and, um, and Matt Ballard on and Jacob was around too. Right. Um, and then like a lot of, of PAs who, who like work professionally and, and are, are great at what they do, but like are young and don't have a ton of experience. Um, and they were able to just like soak up like everybody else's experience and like their, their expertise and stuff. And I kind of, it's not the most efficient set, but I tend to prefer like the vibe on that set kind of set Sure, where it's like, just to like a lot of giving and receiving, you know, like, why why do you like that? I think I have like desire for people to like learn and to like teach people. Yeah. And I don't mean like from this wealth of like knowledge and and like whatever what you have but like what i have and like the experience that i do have i really like seeing people who are excited to like get started and like learn you know like really young people who like kind of have just figured out that like this may be like what they want to do right and so i think like seeing that type of energy like going toward people with experience the people with experience kind of like being able to like look the other like 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 bring them up as well that's like such a good vibe on set, you know, 
I think everybody's kind of happy when that's happening. Yeah. And it just like, I don't know. I just like really dig that on set. Yeah. Anyway, fun episode. I hope we kind of answered the question. We got onto a lot of other things that were very interesting, yeah. which I guess is the point of the questions is just to start a conversation. So sure. um, if you guys have any thoughts about the episode, make sure to go uh, leave us a comment um, on our website or leave us a voicemail on our website or, you know, we haven't done this in a while. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes. Oh, Please. That would also be really really helpful. And um, yeah, if you want a more exclusive content, head over to Patreon. And um, we'll, we'll see, see you guys next week. Yeah, peace. This season of Good is sponsored by Musicbed. Searching for the right music can be tough. That's why Musicbed offers free music search. Just shoot them an email or give them a call, and one of their music specialists will help you narrow it down to the perfect track. And once you have it, don't forget to use coupon code GOOD for 20% off. Visit musicbed.com for more info. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash goodthepodcast to get access to live Q&As, commercial and music video treatments, as well as behind-the-scenes photos and video of us on set. Get all your info at patreon.com slash goodthepodcast. This season of Good is supported by our friends, Elliot Travis, PJ Spavo, Steven Stinson, Chad Cunningham, Greg McCann, Tim Finch, Richard Paris Wilson, Taylor McDonald, Alex Ford, Taylor Shanton, Rafael Fortier, Chris Francis, Philip Morris, Jared Malik Royal, Brandon Mattingly, Tom Duncan, Zach Reed, Olivier Jobin, Jeremy Davis, Alonzo Armijo, Andy Wakeman, Dominic Lang, Brian Charles Larere, and Wilson Lamo. This episode was mixed by Christian Stropko, or as we like to refer to him, Christian number two. Also, you can find all of our show notes and other fun stuff at goodthepodcast.com. 